0: In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead. And by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo.
1: Today, it's Father Tom and Anthony today. We're glad to be with you. Today is the feast of all souls. We pray for those people who have gone before us, baptized, born again, who are not yet in heaven. And we pray for them, that they would come to know Jesus Christ face to face. You might say, where does it say that in the Bible? I'm looking at 1 Corinthians Chapter 3, verse 10. According to the grace of God given to me like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building on it. Each builder must choose with care how to build on it. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one that has been laid, that foundation is Jesus Christ. Paul preached the gospel, and the foundation of our faith is Jesus Christ, no one else. Let me continue. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, Straw, the work of each builder will become visible for the day will disclose it because it will be revealed with fire, the fire of the cross, the fire of God's love. And the fire will test what sort of work each has done. If what was built on the foundation survives the builder will receive a reward. If the work is burnt up, the builder will suffer loss, the builder will be saved, but only through fire, through the fire of the cross, through the fire of God's love. We pray for those people who have gone before us, who are born again in Christ, who have not been perfected on the earth, And the cross perfects them in purgatory. It's all about the love of the cross. It's all about the power of the cross. What do we build on? Our foundation is the Lord Jesus Christ. What do we build on Jesus? Gold, silver, hay. It will be walked through fire, the fire of the cross, the fire of God's love
2: yeah so what does fire do? Fire purifies fire makes gold refined, and it takes out all the impurities. You know we read in revelation twenty one twenty seven but nothing unclean shall enter the New Jerusalem or heaven. So before we can be in the beatific vision, we need all of our impurities to be burned out of us. We are saved by the blood of Jesus. But we are made perfect, either upon this earth or upon in purgatory before we travel on. Matthew 5.48 tells us, You you therefore must be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. We need to become perfected. But only the the fire of the cross, only the love of the cross perfects us the love of suffering, that we can love suffering as Jesus loves suffering. Hebrews talks about, But you have come to Mount Zion, and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the Judge, who is God of all, and the spirits of just men made perfect. We are justified by the blood of Jesus, but we are still yet to be made perfect. And before we enter into the kingdom of God, We need to be cleansed of all the stains of this world, all the attachments of this world. Purgatory, a lot of the saints talk about we need to be detached from the things of this earth so we can only be attached to the goods of heaven, attached to worldly pleasures, detached from even family, friends, just anything that's not Jesus to make perfect. You know, I know that purgatory is a very tough, sick, tough subject for a lot of people. But, you know, God in his wisdom, he gave us a church. He gave us the teachings of the church and he gave us scripture. And, you know, the real reason why I've discovered purgatory is real and it's true. And I pray for those souls. It's not because the church has been doing it for two thousand years, but we want to read the mystics and the saints. That so many great saints: Padre Pio, Saint Faustina, Luisa Piccarreta. Jesus always takes these mystics and reveals it reveals the truths of purgatory to them, and that we need to pray for these souls, that they're all going to be with Jesus one day. But As we die, we lose the ability to to do merit upon this earth or make reparations, and they need our help. You know, when I became into, I had a hard time with it, but then I realized, you know what? Am I going to put myself in a position where I feel that I have more revelation of God's love than Padre Pio? That I know more than St. Faustina? than Louisa Picoretta, these great saints that I read a verse and I have a deeper understanding than 2000 years of the church. And you know, when I started praying for the souls, I would receive so many graces from God and I would feel the glory of God on me. And I could feel the intercession of these souls lifted from purgatory into heaven by the merit of your prayers and my prayers. That's why we give a whole month to the church. Because we are all one family in divine union together. And there's a church militant. The church militant is in heaven, in purgatory, and on earth. And we're all one together.
1: We are one. I remember when my grandfather died, the Lord gave me the inspiration to have masses said for him. I had 30 masses said for him. Because the Lord gave me that inspiration, and I wanted him to go to be in heaven. He was born again by the grace of God, but he needed purgation. He needed to be purified. He needed to be made perfect, and that's what the cross does. Purgatory is all about the cross. It is not about literal fire. It is about the fire of God's love from the cross of Jesus Christ. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross, you have redeemed the world.
2: The great thing about being Catholic is is everything executed perfectly by the church, of course not, because we're all just people. But everything the Catholic Church teaches is 100% true. Not one dogma, not one doctrine, not one thing the Catholic Church teaches is untrue. So, When you're Catholic, you already have the answers to all the questions, and you have a way to get into heaven. Now, the enemy, the devil, wants to come against this, and he wants us to lean on our own understanding, maybe take a scripture here or there and try to apply it without the fullness of truth. But yeah, the Lord just really, when I really understood that, that everything in the catechism, everything that the Catholic Church teaches is true, and I just got under that. I just submitted myself, because my human will inherently didn't want to go for that. It didn't want to believe it. It just wanted to do what I think or what I want to do. And this is why a lot of times is, you know, 50,000 denominations where everyone's leaning on their own understanding. But God gave us a church, God gave us dogma, God gave us doctrine. And it's all about Jesus. And we, and you know, Jesus gets us to heaven. And Jesus is the summit of our faith. But it's just everything the Catholic Church teaches is 100% true. St.
1: Paul says, I laid one foundation, and that foundation is Jesus Christ. You cannot get to heaven without being built on the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only way to heaven. He is the only way to glory. The foundation is Jesus Christ, and we need to know that. That's why we need to preach him in season and out of season, when convenient and inconvenient. So many people preach all about Him, but they don't give them the experience to know Him, to know Him personally, to experience the born-again experience. So many people preach about Jesus. We want to preach Jesus so that people will come to know Him, to love Him, to serve Him, and to be born again in the Spirit. That born-again experience is very important. We need that. We need that. That baptism of the Holy Spirit is very important. We need to be baptized in the Spirit so that we can do the ministry work of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our foundation.
2: Yeah, on Halloween, just a night ago, I was preaching in Salem. And, you know, there was a lot of people preaching hell and fire. And I just realized, you know, the devil loves hell. So he wants to speak about hell. But Jesus is obsessed with heaven. And he wants to speak about heaven. So I was just preaching from the cross. Jesus defeated Satan and all the works of Satan today jesus has a miracle for you today jesus is healing for you today you are worthy not because we're good but because of god's good we go to heaven not because we're good but because god is good and today jesus wants to encounter you with the miracle with the fire of his love with the goodness of god with the peace that passes all understanding with every gift in the heavenly realm and there was a woman who was listening to me and she put on her phone can jesus heal suicide and i didn't really know what she meant but i asked her are you having suicidal thoughts and she said i wasn't and she told me that she had tried to commit suicide a couple days ago and i said well you know what your guardian angel has led you here to me today and jesus can heal anything jesus is god and jesus loves you he he created this moment for me and you to encounter the father's love that you never had on this earth before the foundations of this earth and today jesus wants you to receive the holy spirit receive the love be born again and we prayed for the baptism of the holy spirit We prayed for the fire of God to fall on her. I rebuke every spirit of abuse and every spirit of torment that came into her life at an early age, every spirit of suicide for the thief comes to kill, steal and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come to give you life and give it to you abundantly. And I said, Jesus has a new life in the power of the Holy spirit an abundant life for you. And when we were done praying, her face was glowing. She had received the Holy Spirit, she had received the love of God. She told me, I have asked so many people to pray and they said, you're okay today. But you know, Jesus came and met her that day. But it's that born again experience, you know, it's so important. We don't get to heaven by going to church or even just getting the sacraments. Like I know this because I went to church when I was a kid, but I was on my way to hell. We go to heaven by giving our life to Jesus Christ and every part of our life to Jesus. We become healed by giving our life to Jesus. In church, and the sacraments, and religion, it's a gift that help us form a greater relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. These are all just building blocks and they're gifts from heaven for us to better be able to know and love and serve Jesus. Now, I don't go to heaven because of the Eucharist, but I don't know where I would be without it. I don't go to heaven because of confession, but without confession and that gift, I don't know where I'd be how I would be healed. The graces that I've received in my life.
1: The graces we've received through the cross of Jesus Christ, through the blood of the lamb. It's all about the cross. We do not preach the cross enough. St. Paul said in the letter to the Corinthians, I made up my mind to know nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified and the power of God, that your faith would rest not on words, but on the power of God. We need to know that the cross is not only our salvation, but it's our way to heaven The cross of Jesus Christ, the power of the resurrection. It's our way to heaven. Jesus gave his life for you. Yes, for you. If you were the only one, he would have died for you. This is the word that we need to proclaim. A lady came to me who was suicidal. And I said to her, wouldn't it be great if you had a new life? And she said, that's impossible. I said, no, Jesus said, if you're born again, you can see the kingdom of heaven. God wants to give you a new life. And we prayed for that new life, that Jesus would come into her heart, that Jesus would come into her soul, that Jesus would come into her spirit. And she received. And you know what? The suicidal thoughts left by the grace of the living God. You might be having suicidal thoughts today. Go to the bathroom and flush them out. You don't need them. They're not of God. God has a plan for you. You say, but Father, I'm empty. No, your glass is is half empty. He wants you to have it half full. He's got plans for you. He's got words for you. He's got a way for you. And it's only for you. God speaks to each individual the way that they need to hear it. You see, Jesus was a carpenter. And when he put cabinets in, he put cabinets to fit the house. He puts experiences in people's lives that fit the person. Mine was with wildflowers. Why wildflowers? because I had taken a course in ecology and we were to pick 25 different wildflowers and name them in genus and species, and I had hay fever and before the blessed sacrament I saw the wildflowers and they were giving glory to God. That was my experience. That was my experience. That would have meant nothing to anyone else but to me. God gave me what I needed to have in Jesus name,
2: because everything we receive, everything that's going on in your life is a per- is a gift from God. There was a saint, and I think it was it was a saint, and she saw Jesus in heaven, and Jesus was giving out little crosses to all the people on the earth, and not everyone liked the crosses they had to carry. But Jesus said, this is the greatest gift. These crosses that I call you to carry are what purifies your soul. I carried my cross. And when we carry the cross that Jesus gives us, when we just are resigned to the situation, Jesus has put us in, and we just ask Jesus to come in and help us. Every suffering, every struggle, everything we go through with Jesus has meaning and purpose. Not only can we offer up that suffering to the Lord, but every time we have a cross to carry, it takes a little bit of our humanity out of us, and it gives us a little bit of Jesus's divinity. And the thing is, is God is all light in him. There's no darkness. And that's what God is trying to do. He's trying to transfigure us to become all light within him. There's no darkness and let you know that you walk in victory, that sometimes it's okay not to feel the greatest, to be the happiest with the situation you're in. It's okay because you just give it to the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you give it to the Lord and you know that no matter what you're going through, everything's going to be okay because Jesus is going ahead of you to fight your battles. And all that Jesus is trying to get you to is to a point where we're totally abandoned to his divine will, where we trust everything we're doing in our life that we live. Lord Jesus, not my will, but your will be done. I came not to do my own will, but the father's will who sent me. And whether we like it or not, we just walk forward in the will of God. Then we begin to live this divine life of Jesus Christ. Our soul begins to be purified. The anointing begins to be put into us. So today, Jesus has you exactly where you need to be to get you to exactly where he wants you to go. And exactly where he wants you to go is not a physical thing. It's in your soul, it's in your soul so you can be purified and made into the image of Jesus Christ on this earth. But no matter what you're going through, you are a victor today in Christ Jesus. You are more than a conqueror. And as you just cling on to Jesus, rely only on him and trust in him, he works out everything for you.
1: To those who love God. And a call to his purpose, all things work together for the good. Do you love God today? What you're going through will work together for the good, because you love god romans eight twenty eight my favorite scripture passage: "I love God. You know what the cross that I carry? It's me. I'm the cross. And God calls me to carry myself in faith in the name of Jesus with all the things that are in me, all the positive, all the other things that aren't positive. He asks me to give it up to Him. It's all about giving it up. Giving what up? Giving those things that we do not like that bother us. Maybe you have a problem with temptation. God wants you to give that temptation up to Him and to surrender to Him. Maybe you have a problem with a sexual sin. God wants you to give that up and give it to Him. Maybe you have a problem with obedience. Oh yes, that's a big one. Today someone gave me a piece of candy. And the Lord said to me, Don't eat it now. And what did I try to do? Open it up. And he said, Don't eat it now. So I let it go. But it took me two times to let it go, to be obedient to the Lord. Obedient means to listen to, obedere, to listen to the Word of God. We need to listen to God. We need to speak His Word. We need to be in his word. We need to be obedient. Christ became obedient unto death, even death upon a cross. Because of this, God highly exalted him and gave him the name above all names so that at Jesus' name, every knee must bow in the heavens, under the earth, and in the earth, and every tongue proclaim, Jesus Christ is lord to the glory of god the father he became obedient unto death are you being obedient to the lord today
2: for me obedience was always so hard it was a cross i was never able to be obedient but now the lord calls me to be obedient to the church obedient to His Word, obedient to go out and do things I don't want to do, always have to do, obedient to go preach the Gospel of Jesus Christ among, among people who don't want to hear it, hard things. Proclaim the truth of the Catholic Church, proclaim the truth of purgatory, proclaim thing, our Blessed Mother, proclaim the love of Jesus. You know, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil things about you because of me. Lately, the Lord has been showing me that I guess I'm blessed because I've been receiving a lot of that, but it's okay because when you understand that you have the father's love, the desire to be loved by people fades away because you have the love of heaven. Maybe your cross is you were born in a different, difficult family situation. That you never received the love of the father that you needed or the perfect love of the mother. You know, not only do you have a father in heaven from the cross, Jesus gave us his mother. And in the blessed mother is your mother residing in heaven. And Jesus infused the, the father's perfect love for you. He infused our blessed mother with the perfect love of God for you. She has it. So today you have a father in heaven. You have a mother in heaven. And the deeper the wound that you carry from your family, the more room that God's glory and love can fill it.
1: I want to invite you to daysofglory.org, daysofglory.org, between November 9th and 12th. That's next week. We want you to be there. Four whole days of praise and worship and teachings. It's going to be magnificent And so many people say, well, I go to the prayer meeting on Wednesday. That's not enough. (laughs) You need to come. You need to come and avail yourself to what God is going to be doing. The telephone number is 781-935-8760. 781-935-8760.
2: Tell him the quote of the thing.
1: Fire goes before him. And burns up all the adversaries round about. God bless
0: you. Behold, I stand, and the door this has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass, 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season.